Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Email the program at info at rudymaxa.com or follow us on Facebook at Rudy Max's World. And now, America's number one travel radio show, Rudy Max's World. Welcome aboard this special New Year's edition of Rudy Max's World. I'm Robert Carey. And I'm Mary Carey. Thanks for joining us this holiday weekend. Welcome to 2015. For many of you, this weekend marks the winding down of the holiday season and thinking ahead about plans and goals for 2015. Even though we just celebrated New Year's, we know quite a few of you out there are already thinking about where to travel this spring or summer and, in fact, eagerly possibly anticipating an upcoming February or March getaway. We would love to hear from you out there about what your favorite winter getaways are, whether it's beach destinations, ski trips, educational excursions wrapped around the upcoming President's Weekend. So visit Rudy Max's World on Facebook and leave us a comment. We're interested in hearing what you enjoy most this time of year. We definitely do, and looking forward to our own excursions that are coming up. Over the next two hours, we'll be sharing with you excerpts of top moments from Rudy Max's World over the past year. These are fun, engaging moments that we think you're going to enjoy. So let's get things going. Does the idea of stepping back into the 1970s and having dinner aboard a replica of a Pan Am 747 sound interesting to you? In October, Rudy spoke with Anthony Toth, curator of the Pan Am Memorabilia Experience, and here's a part of that interview. Okay, as I promised, you can step back into time, into the 1970s in Los Angeles and have dinner in the exact replica of a Pan Am 747 airplane. And this is partly due to the collection and the passion of my next guest. His name is Anthony Toth. Is it Toth or Toth, Anthony? Anthony, how do you prefer it? Uh, Anthony Toth. Anthony Toth, sorry. How long have you been keeping and curating Pan Am memorabilia? Oh, wow. I guess it's been over 40 years for me at this point in my life. Oh, my God. Did you fly Pan Am a lot? I did. I actually uh, boarded a Pan Am 747 about 40 years ago when I was a young kid, and the moment actually changed my life forever and impacted my entire life. Really? What is what have you done during your life, your career so far? Well, I actually uh, worked at a major network carrier, an airline, uh, for a lot of years, and uh, now I work at Air Hollywood, which is an aviation-themed film studio, actually the world's largest, um, and we do motion pictures and televisions and commercial production. So if we see uh, an interior shot of an aircraft cabin, uh, it might have been shot on the on the grounds of Air Hollywood? Exactly. Chances are if there's a motion picture with an airplane scene or a television show that you see with an airplane scene, it was right. shot here in our studio. All right. So you have combined your massive collection of Pan Am memorabilia with Air Hollywood's, I guess, real estate and fuselages or whatever. And how often are these dinners served? Where does the food come from? And give us, paint a picture for us, won't you? Okay. Um, so we do it just about um, every other Saturday, starting October 18th. We have actually filled just about every single day for the rest of the year, though. And it's actually um, in a uh, suburb of Los Angeles. And the actual experience starts with the passengers coming into the studio. And we'll have a small little lounge, which resembles the old Clipper Lounge that Pan Am used to have at, at each one of their hubs. 
Um, and after the time spent in the lounge, we'll invite them to board the aircraft where they will be greeted by the stewardess um, and the cockpit crew. And if you think about back in the 70s, you know, the, the stewardesses and the cockpit crew were a significant part of the airline's image. Um, you think about the United States back then was actually a very regulated airline industry, and you could not compete on price, um, and you really had to compete on style and service. And what we're going to do is replicate that whole experience on board the airplane, um, and that includes the food. That includes uh, the style and service of Pan Am, as well as the cabin decor and look and feel of the airplane. It'll look just like it did back in the 70s. And this was, of course, the period in America where people used to get dressed up and look forward to a flight. And then once on board, you know, the stewardess has actually added to that whole excitement of the experience. And that's what we're trying to replicate here. Uh, they were wearing uniforms that were created by designers. They were young and they were sexy. And that's um, exactly the sort of the image that we're going to have on board the Pan Am experience. Uh, now, food, when you yeah. step... Excuse me. Oh, right. Let's get to the food in a moment. Let me just ask you, when you step into the, quote, aircraft, unquote, is this an entire 747? Is this sort of the first half of it? Yeah, so it's actually the uh, nose of the aircraft all the way to okay. the door left and right. So it's the first-class cabin on the main deck, and then the, the whole staircase and galley area, and then we have another cabin right behind it, which is called Clipper Class. And Clipper Class was actually the very first version of business class that ever existed, and it was developed by Pan Am back in the late 70s, and it got better and better as the years progressed, and today we call it business class, but it essentially started with Pan Am. And then we have, of course, the very famous upper deck, which um, is up the winding staircase, and that's also where the flight deck is. And this, of course, for Pan Am was a dining room, and our guests um, who got seats on the upper deck will be able to sit and dine in the upper deck dining room just like it was back in the 70s. Uh, so the upper deck does not have traditional first-class seats? It actually has dining tables? It does, yeah. See, when the 747 came out in the 70s, um, all the airlines had really cool, amazing lounges up there. Right. Um, and it didn't really come until the late 70s or 80s that the airlines started replacing those with actual seats. Yeah, um, because so they figured out we can make a lot more money with seats and people exactly. standing at a bar, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay, you were about to explain where the food for this uh, event, this uh, Saturday night event, comes from. Yeah, so I take real careful uh, attention to the food that we serve. So I actually have, obviously, a lot of menus from Pan Am. I can see exactly the type of food that was served and how it was displayed uh, through a lot of pictures I took as a young child. And I've used an airline caterer, actually, out uh, by LAX Airport, um, who really has um, tailored the experience for us here at Air Hollywood. Um, so we're recreating the menus, we're recreating the way it was served and how it looked and felt on the carts and in front of the passenger. And that includes carving a roast table side, a Chateaubriand. It includes, you know, serving up your meal right next to you on your plate. So you, you see all the food on the trolley and you, and you get to select what you want and how you want it. And it was really that type of service back in the 70s that made flying so special for me. We're, my guest is Anthony Toth. He's the creator of the Pan Am Experience. Uh, he is a, a longtime collector of Pan Am memorabilia. He has uh, teamed up with a Hollywood uh, studio. Uh, or that studio is the wrong word. Excuse me. A Hollywood. How would we call this? Uh, I call it aviation-themed film studio. Okay, so it is a film studio where, where, yeah. where television and movie makers can go and film airplane scenes. It's called airhollywood.com. Um, and they have created this uh, occasional Saturday night dinner. I, now, so you've got Clipper Class, which is sort of business class, and you've got First Class. Are those two separate prices? Are the meals any uh, different? And give us an idea of the price, if you don't mind. 
Yeah, so um, we actually are selling two types of tickets. We're selling main deck first class, which is you know, the level when you walk in the airplane. It's your traditional first class seat. Um, and then we have upper deck first class. Um, so those are the two uh, tickets we're selling. We're not selling anything in the clipper cabin yet, because most people, if they're going to do this, are going to want to sit in the first class experience. Okay. And the, the price point is 297 for the upper deck, and for the lower deck, it's 267 And if you go to our website, which is... Quite simple, www.pandemexperience.com. You can see the dates that are available and book a seat. And we also have a giveaway going on right now. When we come back on this special New Year's edition of Rudy Max's World, we'll look at risks women face when traveling solo as Rudy speaks with Lauren Wolf. To participate in the program and have some fun, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. We're coming right back. Introducing Orbitz Rewards. It's the only way to earn and redeem rewards instantly. And the only thing better than earning and redeeming instant travel rewards? Earning and redeeming even more instant travel rewards. When you join Orbitz Rewards, use the promo code TRAVELHAPPY for an extra 20% off eligible hotels. Instant rewards you can pile on top of more instant rewards. That's what we call happy. Sign up now at Orbitz.com slash rewards or visit RudyMaxa.com and look under sponsors to get instant vacation gratification. True Car is changing car buying forever. Hi, it's Leah. True Car helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Just in the first six months of this year, over 275,000 cars were sold by the True Car Certified Dealer Network. And True Car users save an average of $3,221 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow three easy steps. First, go to TrueCar.com and find out what others paid for the car you want. Then, register to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. Third step, simple. Just print out your savings certificate and take it to the True Car Certified Dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. To see how much you can save on the car you want, simply download the True Car mobile app or visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. If you've got aches and pain and soreness, it could be chronic inflammation. Listen to Dave talk about Relief Factor 4. I was in a sawmill accident and suffered with pain and discomfort for 60 years. I heard about Relief Factor 4 and decided to order it. And in four days, I was walking without a limp and without pain. I am thrilled. For more information or to order Relief Factor 4, go online at relieffactor4.com. That's relieffactor4.com. To join Rudy Max's world, call anytime, 800-387-8025. Follow the program on Facebook at Rudy Max's World. Now back to America's number one travel radio show. Welcome back to this special New Year's edition of Rudy Max's World. I'm Mary Carey, along with my travel partner and husband, Robert. Thanks for spending part of your weekend with us. As a woman who travels, I know firsthand the risks of traveling solo. Back in May, Rudy spoke with Foreign Policy magazine columnist Lauren Wolf about her informative New York Times article uh, where they, um, she assessed the risks of women who travel solo and also highlighted some newsworthy high-profile cases that raised red flags. Uh, here's an excerpt. 
Perhaps you read last Sunday's New York Times travel section. There was a disturbing piece in there. I mean, a very good piece, but disturbing uh, to me to read, written by Lauren Wolf. It was headlined, Women Alert to Travel's Darker Side. And it was a look at crimes against women travelers, um, not only around the world, but in the United States. And uh, I thought I would introduce my guest, Lauren Wolf, who wrote that article by talking about a couple of particular crimes against women, but I just found that entirely too uh, graphic, well, just too depressing, frankly. I mean, uh, it, it happens, and we'll talk about it in connection with my conversation with Lauren. She is a columnist with Foreign Policy Magazine and a director of Women Under Siege, which is a journalism project of the Women's Media Center. Ms. Wolf, thanks for joining me. Nice to have you here. Hi, thank you. So what... I don't, let's let's begin at the beginning. What prompted you to take a look at crimes against women traveling? And I gather most of these were women, uh, most of the, certainly the anecdotes, that's the wrong word, the stories that you had in your story uh, were women traveling alone. Am I correct? Yes, for the most part. Um, what prompted me was we kept hearing about, you know, okay, so it was about two years ago in New Delhi. There was that terrible rape and evisceration of that woman on a bus. She was a local woman, and that made headlines. But as someone who works a lot of, you know, on stories about violence against women around the world, I was sort of amazed because it was the first time we heard about that. So I started realizing, you know what we do hear about? We hear about Western women in countries like India, and we hear about those attacks, you know, and they're really loud in the news. And I always wonder, is this something that is truly getting worse? You know, is this something that as the years progress, there are more and more rapes of tourists? Or, you know, so is this just something we're hearing about more? So I decided to take a little bit closer look at that. And what did you find? Well, the interesting thing is nobody keeps statistics. Um, you know, the government, the U.S. government doesn't keep statistics on these attacks. Um, I couldn't find anything at NGOs. So there's really no way to know for sure. But what I did find is that whenever you talk about an attack on a Western tourist, there are, you know, thousands of attacks on local women. So it's mm -hmm. a really interesting dichotomy. You know, what do we hear about in the news versus what is the, the real situation on the ground? Well, this show is a big proponent of travel. Obviously, we're a travel show, but we do take a, a pretty sh uh, gimlet eye to it. We talk a lot w about with women, and there's some women's uh, websites run by women that are primarily tailored toward women travelers to help them keep safe and so on. Um, but having read your piece, I mean, I, I wanted to call my my daughter and, you know, every woman I know and say, like, don't go traveling alone. Just take somebody mm -hmm. with you, will you? Um, well, you know what's funny about that is that's the reaction I've been getting. And I, I have to be honest, I'm pretty surprised because I don't have a problem traveling alone. You know, I take sensible precautions, as I think most women do. But, you know, I don't have a fear of the world, and I didn't know that that would be the takeaway necessarily from this piece. I thought, okay, we all know this is happening, and I'm trying to tell you that the numbers are actually pretty low. So if you kind of think of it like that, maybe it's just hard to read it all in one place. You know? I was <laughs> just going to say, it's, it's a conglomeration yeah. of these crimes uh, scattered all around the world, from India to Mexico to Brazil to Turkey. I mean, that, uh, uh, I, that, you know, you read the piece, you go, whoa, you put... <laughs> Put in the paper, and you don't want to. You want to bar the front door if you're a woman, you know. Um, right. I mean, and you definitely want to take those precautions, but at the same time, I don't think this is news to any woman necessarily. You know, I think we just inherently realize mm -hmm. there are risks for us out in the world. You know, as I wrote in the piece, like there's a different map for us. You know, we do have to kind of think about whether we go out at night alone, what, what we wear, that kind of thing. You know. Mike. 
My guest is Lauren Wolf. She's a columnist for Foreign Policy Magazine, director of Women Under Siege. It's a journalism project with the Women's Media Center. So obviously she's in tune to women in the world and her piece in last Sunday's New York Times about violence against uh, solo women travelers uh, was was an eye opener. And we're discussing that right now with her. Uh, you know, it's still so distressing, not just involving women travelers, but as you say, crime in other countries and even here in the United States. I mean, we're reading about it on college campuses uh, that the victim is still blamed by sometimes by law enforcement that, you know, it's 2013. I thought we were over that. <laughs> right. I mean, it was amazing to speak to tourist tour operators in Istanbul where Sarai Sierra, she was killed a few years ago. She was a New Yorker, so that's where I am. And it, it was huge news. He was alone. There were um, rumors around the media that some marital discord. So the shop owners, I spoke, you know, she was help. She was where she shouldn't have been. She was alone. She should have been with her husband. You know, it was a, a prevalent theme, you know, not just in Istanbul, but, but that was certainly shocking to hear from these men's mouths. She should have been with her husband? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And also, I had... Really interestingly, a woman wrote to me the day the piece came out to tell me that she was carrying a big camera. So, she, you know, that put her at risk. And I just thought that was a really fun, you know, she had a whole list of reasons the woman basically deserved to die, which is, you know, kind of an amazing thing, victim blaming of another, you know, I think women sometimes do that because they feel certain. They think, well, if I don't carry a big camera, you know, if I speak the local language, nothing bad can happen to me. Mm-hmm. So I had a woman write to me and tell me, all of these reasons that Sarai Sierra had put herself truly at risk, whereas my opinion is that she did something all of us do. You know, we want to go to places where we don't speak the language and we try to be careful. Um, so, you know, the victim blaming is not just from men, it's from everyone. You also mentioned that, uh, that Sarah Benson, who has written for the Lonely Planet guidebook, was in Malaysia and she was on a rickety bicycle. Uh, she was working on, on the Lonely Planet guide for that for that country and some guy was following her, making crude gestures and comments, and she went to a police station in a village, and all she got was uh, derision from the cops, like, well, you're a white woman traveling around by yourself, so you got mm-hmm. what you deserved. But, the, I, you know, the really important point, too, is that that happens in this country, believe it yeah. or not. You know, yeah. I think it, it's very easy to kind of point fingers at the developing world or places, you know, there, certainly there are different problems when, when the rule of law is kind of weaker, when justice systems are weaker. But, you know, I have friends here who've been laughed at by the police. Like it, it, It's not just a third world kind of issue. Well, it's interesting that, you're, that you thought that, that, that someone would read this piece and, and, and not be a little uh, uh, tentative about traveling if you're a woman alone. I mean, it's it really... I know. It, but it, you're it, also talking to someone who writes about, you know, rape in Syria and all kinds of terrible things related to war. So to me, peacetime is a, is a relatively safe prospect. Well, that's true. That's true. Although some of your stories are, are, are quite uh, uh, quite terrible. And, and, you know, and, and it's good to remember because we have a lot of I mean, I do meet a lot of young women who are, you know, sort of thinking, okay, it is 2013. I'm just going to head out and backpack around wherever, you know, India or wherever, Southeast Asia or Europe and or even the United States. And I'm fine because, you know, I'm a woman, hear me roar and, and we're evolved and the police are there to help. And I suppose it's yeah. good to remember that uh, not everybody's in yeah. your mindset. Right. I think that's absolutely true. You know, I'm not trying to downplay anything. I just think it, it would be a shame to not let yourself go see what you want to see. But, you know, as I write in the piece, I think it makes 
it's just common sense to know how to call the local police. That seems like such an easy thing, but it's not 911 in most countries. Um, you know, have the number of your hotel on you. Just just use your common sense. Um, I don't think that anybody should be stopped from seeing anything. And, I, you know, also just sort of feel out the local customs, you know, dress how the local people dress. You know, I don't mean in some kind of parody, but if no one's wearing shorts and tank tops, then maybe don't wear shorts and tank tops. You know, sure, I'm not use an advocating that women, right, like don't don't go absurd, but maybe just respect the way, you know, the local. Yeah, and if it's a dicey, work. if it's dark, I mean, have the restaurant call a cab, a metered cab for you. Just sure. common sense. You know, we talked uh, in the first hour, and I've got to say goodbye to you in about 45 seconds, uh, uh, Lauren, okay. but we talked in the first hour with a, a travel expert on Brazil. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of this. Brazil is famous for its street crime, and the World Cup's coming up, and he was saying, register with the State Department before you travel. You can go to the State Department website, give them your itinerary. They can send you out alerts if something's happening, and uh, it might be good advice not just to women but any other travelers. I've never done that, actually. I know you can do it, but I've never thought about it, but it does make some sense, particularly if you go missing. Sure. Also, you can check the State Department website. It will give you travel updates and alerts. And they do give, you know, specific warnings for women or for, you know, sicknesses and things like that. So you can really keep yourself informed before you go. After the break on this special New Year's edition of Rudy Max's World, Mary goes on location and visits the famed Balik Pottery Works in Northern Ireland. Max's World phone lines are open anytime, so call us at 800-387-8025. And so is the website at rudymaxa.com. Stay with us. We're coming right back after these messages. Introducing Orbitz Rewards. It's the only way to earn and redeem rewards instantly. And the only thing better than earning and redeeming instant travel rewards? Earning and redeeming even more instant travel rewards. When you join Orbitz Rewards, use the promo code TRAVELHAPPY for an extra 20% off eligible hotels. Instant rewards you can pile on top of more instant rewards. That's what we call happy. Sign up now at Orbitz.com slash rewards or visit RudyMaxa.com and look under sponsors to get instant vacation gratification. If you've got aches and pain and soreness, it could be chronic inflammation. Listen to Dave talk about Relief Factor 4. I was in a sawmill accident and suffered with pain and discomfort for 60 years. I heard about Relief Factor 4 and decided to order it. And in four days, I was walking without a limp and without pain. I am thrilled. For more information or to order Relief Factor 4, go online at relieffactor4.com. That's relieffactor4.com. lines are always open at 800-387-8025 and stay connected with the program at rudymaxa.com now back to rudy maxa's world it is 33 minutes after the hour thanks for being part of this special new year's edition of rudy maxa's world if you were listening to the show a month ago you know that mary and i were broadcasting from the fermana lakelands region of northern ireland during that visit we decided to take the show truly on location, and Mary visited the famous Balik Pottery Works factory. 
Here's your interview from the factory floor. We are here on location, the home of Balik Pottery, with uh, John McGuire joining us today, managing director of the Balik Group, um, and you also uh, own Galway Crystal. Thank you for being here with us today at this renowned Balik Pottery Visitor Center, which is also one of Northern Ireland's top attractions, seeing over 160,000 visitors a year. Welcome, John. Thank you. Mary, it's lovely to have you here at the home of Balik Pottery. Delighted to have you here. I, I hope you enjoy our tour later on. Absolutely, looking forward to it. And uh, so why don't we uh, start with the fact that we're standing in a building that was built in the 1850s. Can you tell us a little bit about the history of Balik? Well, it's been a fantastic history. The company was established back in 1857. And the main reason for the company to be founded here was to create jobs for the local area. And it's, it's been wonderful. 157 years later, we continue to be one of the largest supply, one of the largest, uh, um, one of the largest employers in the area, uh, employing over 150 people. And also, very importantly, we also attract over 160,000 visitors a year. So it's, uh, it's been fantastic. It's been great. Unbelievable. Um, these tours that we keep hearing about and we're looking forward to experiencing ourselves in a few minutes after this, um, this chat today, what makes these tours so special for visitors? Well, we see in Blake here, we are very unique. And what is fantastic is that you can actually walk through a working factory and meet with our craftspeople in all the main production areas, right st starting from the mold-making department, right through the casting department, also into the, the basket and flowering department, and into the painting department. Uh, this, these processes basically have been going on in Balik for over 100 years. So the process of making a piece of Balik has not changed. So uh, it's a very exciting tour, and it's a wonderful opportunity for our craftspeople to engage with all the visitors from all over the world. Yes, and I think what's what's so great is you, I mean, we're standing here actually watching pieces be made. Each piece is made by hand, and in fact goes through 16 hands. Can you tell us a little bit about that? <laughs> Very much so. This is, each piece of Balik passes through 16 pairs of hands, right from the starting in the mold making department, right through to the warehouse department. If there is any piece that is imperfect, then the piece will be broken, which is for our visitors on the tour just cannot believe to see pieces that be two to three thousand dollars being broken. But that has been the policy of the company for over 150 years. So you don't sell your seconds anywhere in an outlet. We absolutely <laughs> do not sell seconds. There are no such thing as imperfect products in Balik. If it is imperfect, it is broken. Okay, and if it's broken, um, what do we have over here to the right? If it's broken, what do you allow people to do on these tours? As part of the tour route, you will see there are products that are slightly imperfect, maybe slightly distorted or cracked. Mm -hmm. We will give some of the people on the tour an opportunity to break a piece of Balik on the tour, which is fascinating. Of course, in some cases, actually very emotional because some of these pieces are very uh, beautiful pieces yeah. that people, maybe their, their, maybe their favorite piece, and next thing they see it broken. Right. So everything from a simple mug to one of the more intricate baskets, if there's anything wrong with the quality... A scratch, a mark, anything at all? If there is anything wrong, Mary, with the product at all, mm -hmm. uh, when it's passing through the process, it will, it, it will be rejected, brought to this area in the factory where it will be broken. 
So that piece could retail at five to ten thousand dollars, but it will be broken, and that is what is so important about about Billick is the quality of our brand, the quality of what we produce here is that it is perfect, and no piece that leaves this company if it is not perfect, if it's not perfect, it will not leave the company. Right, unbelievable. So retailers all over the states and the world support this brand. Uh, it's well supported in the states. I've seen Balik in many retail stores. If people, um, of course, we want people to come out here and see it themselves. It's a wonderful visit. Great way to spend the day with your family. Um, if they can't get to Northern Ireland in the near future, uh, particularly with the holidays coming up, how can they purchase Balik pottery? Well, the good news for Balik is we have been doing business in, in, in America for over 100 years. The American market and the American retailers have been fantastic. So all the Irish stores in America will be stocking Balik. But if you can't get to an Irish store, then we have our brand new Balik website, our Balik Group website, which just went live this year. And we can mail Balik here from the home of Balik right to you, right across America, right across the world. Excellent. John, thank you. Thank you so much for being with us today and uh, giving us this uh, fantastic visit and peek back into history. Mary, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you today. I hope you enjoy the tour later on. Uh, a belated happy Thanksgiving. Thank uh, you, John. But have a lovely time in <laughs> Ireland. Thankful to be here in Ireland. Thank you. My pleasure. That was a really great experience, and we're looking forward to bringing you more unique segments like that in 2015. When we come back on this special New Year's edition of Remax's World, we focus on saving a piece of American history. Max's World by calling 800-387-8025. Access the show anytime at RudyMaxa.com. We're coming right back. True Car is changing car buying forever. Hi, it's Leah. True Car helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Just in the first six months of this year, over 275,000 cars were sold by the True Car Certified Dealer Network. And True Car users save an average of $3,221 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow three easy steps. First, go to TrueCar.com and find out what others paid for the car you want. Then, register to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. Third step, simple. Just print out your savings certificate and take it to the True Car Certified Dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. To see how much you can save on the car you want, simply download the True Car mobile app or visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. If you or someone you know is addicted to drugs or alcohol, please write down this number. 1-800-426-6186. That's 1-800-426-6186. By calling Aid in Recovery for help with drug and alcohol addiction, you can turn your life around. Our advisors are ready to match you with a proven treatment center that will end your drug or alcohol addiction once and for all. Your future is a bright place. Don't waste any more time making friends and family worry about you. When you call right now, you'll speak to an expert advisor who understands what you're going through. We can help you break your addiction to drugs and alcohol before it's too late. This call is completely confidential, and if you have private insurance, there'll be little to no cost to you. Take control of your life now. Make the one call count. 
1-800-426-6186. That's 1-800-426-6186. 1-800-426-6186. Hey, folks. Robert and Mary Carey from Rudy Max's World here to talk about one of the hippest destinations in Europe, Ireland. Now is the best time to plan your trip to the land Lonely Planet has declared best in travel for 2015. There are five reasons. The Wild Atlantic Way, the engaging Irish people, the rich Irish culture, the numerous festivals, and the diverse Irish foods. Ireland features fascinating cities like Belfast and Dublin, but we recommend also exploring cities like Derry and Enniskillen, where Rudy, Mary, and I just visited. If you missed those broadcasts, archives can be found on rudymaxa.com under podcasts. Ireland offers so much to its visitors, and regardless of your travel preferences, sightseeing, museums, water activities, golf, spas, restaurants, shopping, hiking, family fun, and more, you'll find all of it when you jump into Ireland. To begin planning your 2015 vacation or to find out more information on Ireland or Northern Ireland, check out Ireland.com. That's Ireland.com or RudyMaxa.com under sponsors. To participate in the program, call anytime, 800-387-8025, or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Once again, you're in Rudy Maxa's world. It is 43 minutes after the hour. Thanks for joining us on this special New Year's edition of the show. I'm Robert Carey. And I'm Mary Carey. The SS United States has a storied history, but she was taken out of service back in the late 1960s. Today, the ship resides in Philadelphia, and there's an effort underway to save this ship and return a piece of American history to its full glory. Susan Gibbs, the granddaughter of the ship's designer and executive director of the SS United States Conservancy, joined Rudy in late October for this segment. Loyal listeners, well, I, really loyal listeners, may remember a couple of years ago we interviewed the author of a book about this incredible ship, the SS United States. At the time, it was suffering from disrepair, and there was a question about whether it was going to be sent to a scrapyard or not. Well, that's still a conversation that's taking place, and leading that these days is Susan Gibbs. She is the executive director of the SS United States Conservancy, based in D.C., and interestingly enough, she is the granddaughter of the designer, the much-celebrated designer uh, or the, uh, of the SS United States. Susan, nice to have you on the show. Pleasure to be here. Before we talk about restoration efforts, um, give our, can you give the audience a little thumbnail about the importance of the SS United States, how, how groundbreaking that was as a ship and as it, uh, as it pertains particularly to speed? Yes, the SS United States uh, blazed onto the scene after World War II, uh, smashed the transatlantic speed record on her maiden voyage, and really was an extraordinary symbol of this nation's power, grandeur, and uh, technological innovation. And I should add that she still holds the transatlantic speed record to this day. And when did the ship go out? I, I know the ship uh, did have its heyday for a few years, sailing uh, transatlantic passengers. And during World War II, it easily, which your grandfather apparently made uh, provisions for when he designed the ship, easily turned into a troop ship, right? 
Exactly. So it, it was uh, designed to convert very quickly into a troop ship to take t- up to 15,000 troops over 10,000 miles without refueling. And this was, of course, uh, uh, you know, in the event of, of war, she, she never did see battle. So she, she lived out her 17 years in service as a luxury liner. And, uh, and she, ne- she never did transport troops, Susan? She never did. She never did. Uh, huh. I didn't know that. I thought yeah. I thought it had now. So and 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 I I think the consensus is that that the jet airplane doomed uh, most uh, uh, ocean liners. Yes, exactly. The, the jet airliner, and then she was also because of her extraordinary speed, uh, quite a gas guzzler. <laughs> so she had uh-huh. she had several things working against her. But uh, uh, so she she plied the seas for 17 years and was withdrawn from service back in in 1969. What's your relationship with the ship? I know you're the granddaughter of the designer, but did you ever sail it? Did you know your grandfather well? Were you were you have you been on were you on the ship when it was operating? Unfortunately, and this is one of my great regrets, the first time I stepped aboard the SS United States was uh, in Philadelphia, where she currently is, and it was a uh, shall we say you know an emotional experience for me uh, as I drove from my home in Washington D.C. to Philadelphia that first time, I read aloud uh, from my grandmother's diaries of all of the extraordinary voyages she had taken to to Europe aboard the ship, and, you know, just these wonderful accounts of champagne and music and light and power and, uh, you know, mink stoles and and just the amazing people she met and, and just how, for her, and she said this in her journal, coming aboard the ship is like coming home. And so then I arrived at, at what she had called her home in Philadelphia, and uh, and certainly the ship uh, bore very little uh, resemblance to, to what she had described. It, it had been out of service for a number of years and was darkened and was largely stripped out of her interior fittings by a previous owner and, uh, you know, was just very much a, a lady-in-waiting and uh, and so, so, and to answer your question, I unfortunately did not get to know my grandfather uh, well at all. He died when I was only five years old and actually grew up uh, not caring a lot. <laughs> Truth sure. be told, it wasn't, uh, wasn't really focused on, on the ship. But Did your parents sail it? Uh, in, believe it or not, they didn't. They did what? not. Uh, so I know. So so this uh, rediscovery of the ship, I think my my story uh, resembles many others, and that the, the conservancy we we hear every day from people who are expressed amazement that the ship is still here. They have um, uh, memories of traveling aboard, across the Atlantic when you know in their younger years, and they just assumed it had disappeared along the way as. Up next, on this special New Year's edition of the show, Rudy puts a new spin on a show staple, the deal of the week. Connect with America's number one travel radio show by calling 800-387-8025 or follow the program at RudyMaxa.com. We'll be right back. connect with the program, call 800-387-8025. That's 800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at rudymaxa.com. 
Welcome back to Rudy Max's World. It's 52 minutes after the hour, and thanks for joining us this special New Year's edition of Rudy Max's World. I'm Mary Carey. And I'm Robert Carey. The deal of the week is a Rudy Max's World staple each week. So if you're looking for a new job, or perhaps even a lifestyle change, here's something for you to consider. In early October, Rudy spoke with Janet Reingold, who's seeking a couple to run a coastal Maine inn mid-May through mid-October. Let's listen in. Okay. I promised you an interesting summer job possibility. Janet Reingold is a co-owner of the Inn at Cuckold's Lighthouse. Interesting name. Uh, in her real life, she owns a D.C. strategic communications firm called Reingold Incorporated. She and her husband have had a summer cottage in Maine for decades. And for our purposes today, she's vice president of a nonprofit in Maine that restored and now operates a very unusual lighthouse and inn with two guest rooms where you might want to work next year. Janet, does that summarize the opening part of your wanted ad, uh, your your job opening ad uh, uh, correctly? Rudy, that was brilliant. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So, so describe so so I know we have a brief amount of time, so let me summarize. This is a hist- an historic uh, lighthouse um, that uh, that you and others in the local community uh, around Booth Bay and uh, Booth Bay Harbor in, in Maine got together, renovated to the nines. It's very nice. And last year was the first year that you offered guests these two rooms to stay in from May through October, and you said you were fully booked. And now you're looking for a couple to live there from May to October. They have luxury quarters and a stipend. What are their obligations? Well, um, we, are, we do believe this is a dream job for folks. We're seeking um, two people to, uh, to be partners who uh, reside on the island, and they are um, gifted in hospitality, sparkling personalities, love to serve and love people. We're looking for crackerjack mariners, folks who are adept at small boat handling because the seas can be tumultuous at times. Uh, we're looking for gourmet chefs uh, who are, uh, can do beautiful breakfasts, fine dining, high teas, lobster bakes on the island, gourmet treats through the day, and stunning dinners. And, um, and the people would also be uh, tour guides, docents, and concierges because it's an historic site. And, um, well, basically, since you're on a rock in the middle of the ocean, we're just looking for folks who can walk on water. What I was just going to say, you, in some of those descriptions, it made it sound like, these, no, we're looking for a chef as, as well as what it sounded like. But you want all those things wrapped up into two people, correct? Yes, indeed. And we had and they, that this last year, and we got rave reviews, and we're looking to do a repeat performance. And what happened to last year's uh, couple? Oh, well, they've got four aging parents, and they um, have been with us for two years, and so they're off to their next adventure, but they uh, felt they had to neglect their family while they were living on the rock. And I gather this, sh- this should be a couple as in couple, since they're going to be sharing one bedroom, right? Uh, that's correct. We're also seeking a part-time shore-based keeper who would be an assistant to help with provisioning and boat handling. But basically, the, the principal job is two keepers living in a lighthouse in a restored, elegant inn and, uh, and running it. It would be their home. And who does the laundry, the cleans the sheets, and the bathrooms? Uh, well, we uh, the keepers do some of that. We send some of these beautiful designer linens out for impeccable uh, service and haul it back and forth from the island. Okay. But they are also the housekeepers then as well? Yes. 
Okay. Yeah. And there are two rooms. And but for folks who might be thinking about going, let's uh, let let me. Well, what is the rate at the Inn at Cuckold's Lighthouse for the, a room? The rate. Uh, mm-hmm. It's um, it's published on our website, but it's four hundred dollars a night midweek. It's a two night minimum. Five hundred dollars for a suite um, on the weekends, and um, this includes breakfast and high tea and lots of pampering along the way, and the boat cruise to and from the island. Um, but How about uh, the other option dinner? is you can rent an entire private island and have the whole place to yourself. I love it, Janet. Is dinner included in that price as well? No, it's not. That would be an extra charge. So can you go into town for dinner? How far is it from the, from the dock at the lighthouse to mainland? It's about a half a mile from the mainland, but you are uh, traveling through open ocean. So you can get to town sometimes, uh, but other times you may want to stay out on the rock and experience just living there and absorbing nature and beauty. Um, and coming back after dark, we have found, is a bit of trouble. There's rocks and it's dark and so forth. So we, um, we don't bring people out to the island after dark. So now, that's why people have opted this season to be eating these gorgeous dinners and lobster bakes right on the island. I would, too. Does the lighthouse, is the lighthouse still in operation? Uh, right now, you mean? Yes. No, I mean, anytime. Oh, is the light on? The is the, light. <laughs> oh, it's always been on. The Coast Guard maintains the light and the fog signal. But, um, but the lighthouse was decommissioned in 1975, neglected for the last 40 years, de- declared excess property, and they were going to tear the rest of it down and put up a fiberglass pole with a light on top. And we saved it, repaired it, restored it, and it's a phenomenal uh, treasure out there in the ocean. For those stations leaving us, we're sorry to see you go. For the vast majority of you, Mary and I will be back after the top of the hour news and announcements with another great hour as we celebrate New Year's on Rudy Max's World. Until then, we'll be back. been listening to Rudy Max's World, America's number one travel radio show on the SSI Radio Network.